I'm hosting, right? Yeah. Yes. You're the host now, dog. I'm the host now. <laughs> Look at me. Uh, okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. in the 50% protected against COVID studios in Detroit, Michigan. And this show has everything. Uh, right off the bat, I would like to disclaim that we chose our show topic on Tuesday, which was one day before Wednesday, which was the day that a bunch of seditious neo-Nazis stormed the U.S. Capitol. And actually, this is kind of kismet because today we're talking about our own near-death experiences right after our country had one. So we're basically psychic. <laughs> uh what better distraction than a rare evening recording that's right it's tishi after dark and we're oh. here to take your mind off some things for an hour or three and joining me today are two of my three favorite tishi lady hosts and i'm gonna switch it up a little because we always do it this way and I, it's just not right so from the rain is coming from inside the house studios in linwood washington it's the nice lady christy wise hey christy Hello. And of course, you know she's here because she can't stay quiet until she's introduced <laughs> from Middle-Aged Momish Studios in Austin, Texas. It's Hillary. It's fine. Livingston Butler. Hey, Hillary. Hi. You can't Hi. hold me back. I've had a half a glass of Prosecco. I'm ready yes. to go. Oh, Let's I wouldn't even try to hold you back. <laughs> no way. So today on the show, we're going to, again, have a normal amount of small talk. Um, we're going to dig into the mailbag and read some of your responses to last week's question of the week. Medium talk will focus on our childhood or adulthood brushes with death. Um, we're a united front on our TC recommends for today. And of course, we're going to let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, Christy, do you want to take us into small talk? Yes. I just wanted to give an update to Money Pit um, or Rain is Coming from Inside the Studio. Money Pit Part 2, <laughs> Back with Vengeance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so we had some contractors come out and bid. And for some reason... Jeremy took it upon himself to try to impress the contractors <laughs> by telling jokes and um, I I can't even remember the jokes, but he just like yucked it up the whole time. And I was like, oh, God, this guy does not want to be here. And <laughs> and we haven't got a bid from him back. So maybe. <laughs> but mostly I'm so the Jeremy in that situation, I really try to be like, <laughs> like, like me, please. My friends. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And even now he's like, we've gotten two bids back, but not from him. I'm sure he's like, he's just one small guy and the other two yeah. are companies. And he's like, I really just like that first guy. And I'm like, yeah, but if he doesn't give us a bid, we don't really know. And then also assurance is a scam. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The biggest one is they just said, okay, the claim's closed. Here's $2,000. I'm like, uh, try again, guys. Like <laughs> this is nothing. And the best was, the on the itemized meredith have you gotten these before the itemized mm -hmm. like thing um it said the to replace the drywall they paid three dollars and 48 cents you can't even <laughs> buy a piece of drywall for that are you gonna get like contact paper and just what? like put it, <laughs> <over> it? <laughs> yeah. amazing yeah. i'll just hang my clothes back up with the giant like thing 
<laughs> Mine oh was God. surprisingly like it, it was run really well and it was, you know, explained to me and my adjuster was nice and, and made a lot of sense. So I had an actually, aside from it being horrifying and, and stressful, the, the insurance process was fine. That's good. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, one of the contractors told us, he's like, they're going to try to cheap out on drywall and paint and this and that. And that's fine. We'll just give you an itemized list and then you can fight. I just, oh, I'm tired fun. of fighting. I don't want to fight. I know. Just give me yeah, my just money. Give, I pay them so much money a year. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Okay. So that's Jeremy trying to impress. <laughs> I, I mean, one, I don't want to have this guy. He wouldn't be able to work. Jeremy would just have his like tight 10. Yuck on it plumbing. up. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm going to get in trouble for this because Gregory listens to this, but he has a really hard, like he loves to talk to people and he has a really hard times ending conversations. <laughs> and, and I sometimes have to be like, okay, this person wants to leave. Let's, Brett, let's go yeah. away now. You know, so that mm-hmm. definitely happens when contractors and stuff come to the house, but oftentimes like they end up bonding about something and it ends up like bank error in our favor. Like, you know, he, one of the guys was like, learned how to build lamps and was like, oh, I can make a lamp out of this thing. And then they talked about lamps for like a half an hour. And then like, he did a good job on the house. Like, you know, that's, that's pretty fine. It's just nothing I would ever do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just want him out of the house. Yeah. Leave me alone. Do the thing and fix my house and leave. I know. Listen, it's an extrovert's like cross to bear. Sometimes mm-hmm. I go into a meeting and I'm like, well, I want to wrap this up. Like I want it to be really, really quick. Much like, you know, recording this chi yeah. yes, where I'm like, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> but I can't control myself. And I'm like, must tap dance more for more. everybody to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, especially because uh, we're not seeing many people, right? Yeah, so exactly. he And he's like crazy introvert. So he's like, please listen to me. Please like me. Right. <laughs> like a little puppy or something. <laughs> Uh, well, should we briefly discuss Christy learned uh, a new word this week? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so I never knew the word sedition, and now I do. Um, <laughs> I'm sad how I had to learn it. But this is the funny part is that Joe Biden came out and he was the first person to use that word that that I noticed. I mean, I was watching all of the news, like just flipping around and crazy doom scrolling all day. But um, so... His uh, quote is, this is not dissent, it's chaos, it borders on sedition. But I thought he said sadism. And I was like, well, I was like, that's a pretty extreme word, but yeah, okay, I could see it. (laughs) (laughs) But now I know what it is. And it sucks that we know, and hopefully we'll, yeah. 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 Oh, Lordy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know. What a week. Yeah. So... Before all that craziness happened, there were a couple other eventful things, including Georgia. Like, holy shit, yes. Georgia. I know. Such, I, I feel uh, so awful that, like, that their their glory is being stolen by this. We didn't even get a chance to really celebrate because this happened no, so it was literally quickly after. Like, they they announced, uh, what's his face, Ossoff, and then it was like, but BT Dev's like, yeah. it's 1812 again. The capital yeah. is burning. Right. And once again, yeah, black women do all this hard work and then oh, white Jesus. dudes come and screw it all up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I'm take all the take- attention. I'm not going to take full credit, but I did write 25 postcards to Georgia voters. Hey, Good. You. I, hey, you know what? I put a vote post up on Facebook, and so I take exactly. some credit exactly. for Michigan going blue. Like, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take her a little bit. Pat ourselves on the back. Another really eventful thing that happened (laughs) (laughs) is... It's so funny. Okay, so do we need to explain Bean Dad? I think a brief recap is probably good. Okay, so... Yeah, so John Roderick is the singer from The Long Winters, which is, what, a Seattle band, right? Yes, I believe so, yeah. And he posted on Twitter a story about how his nine-year-old daughter wanted some food, and he said, why don't you have some baked beans? And she didn't... Gross. Which is so weird. Yeah, what a weird... Weird. (laughs) I mean, unless she loves them. It's weird from start to finish. They're fine, I guess, whatever. But, like, it's a strange... It's a strange suggestion for a child's snack, I think. Not having any kids, it's nothing I would like have wanted when I was nine. Yeah. But anyway, he she didn't know how to use a can opener. And instead of just showing her and being done with it, he forced her to try to figure out on her own while she's hungry and didn't give her any other food, as I understand yeah. it. Well, that was his first story. He later said that they were checking it like laughing all the time because before he said she was really angry and that she cried and that she tried over and over again but then later on in his apology he said we were eating pistachios and thought it was really fun and we were doing the puzzle together oh but, so he was just backtracking because yeah he so was his getting... original one was like i didn't want to get up from the puzzle right because <laughs> he didn't want to bother helping her right <laughs> yeah difference between mom and dad's right there yep and yeah. so we were what we were talking in in Messenger or Slack or something and Christy I think this was I think you brought this up right like let's ask our dads what they would do in this mm-hmm. situation right Yeah I think Hillary there was Hillary showed me a tweet of like someone that asked their dad and yeah, that like, became like a thing on Twitter Yeah ask me your dad what would you do in this situation So yeah we decided to all ask our dads <laughs> what, what what they would do Yeah so who wants to go first uh, I'll go first because mine's really quick. Okay. Um, okay. I asked Michael. I did ask him a little bit late and he was like mildly confused. Sorry, dad. I didn't really ask your permission if I could read this, but <laughs> whatever. It's fine. I said, okay, so random question. Hypothetically, if you were watching Bridget or Rory and they wanted something from a can but didn't know how to use a can opener, how would you show them? And he said, a can opener to take the lid off or just make a hole? <laughs> Either way. <laughs> <laughs> Not the point. <laughs> no. Either way, I would say, this is how mom or dad does it. I'm like, okay. And I said, okay. to take the lid off. And he said, make it only a demonstration and then hide the opener. <laughs> Which is 100% my dad's strategy. <laughs> like, here, I'll just do it. But, like, please don't touch this ever don't again. Don't touch <laughs> no, yeah. well, you know, There's a certain, like, I could see Rory going, this is so fun. And all yeah. the cans are open in the house. Like, yeah, it one- makes sense. That's an <laughs> experience, oh, that dad. Is, yeah. 100%. <laughs> like, I remember my mom cooking. And my mom's an amazing cook. And be like, can I help you? And she'd be like, get out of my kitchen. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Which I understand now as a mom. Because I'm like, just get out of my way. It's my time. Get out of here. I should probably, like, you know, teach a man to fish or whatever. But, like, I'm not interested in doing that now. Yeah. So that was my dad. Meredith, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Okay. So back story my dad was actually in the hospital when I asked him this he had you know before I did not he told me later like he told me the next day hey I got discharged (laughs) I was like oh no (laughs) but anyway he has atrial fibrillation which is an irregular heart rhythm and um 
it was it was acting up and so the medicine wasn't working and he had to go overnight for observation and medication change and he's fine now um he didn't have to have any sort of procedures and the medication took care of it so he wasn't like out of sorts and he was very in good spirits about it and everything so i don't feel too bad about this but what i said to him is Hey, Dad, this is a question stemming from some weird Twitter drama, but I am curious. And by the way, my dad doesn't know how to listen to a blog. He'll never hear this. He doesn't (laughs) barely know what Twitter is, so I'm not worried about it. So I said, if you were taking care of a nine-year-old and they were hungry and wanted something from a can but didn't know how to use a can opener, how would you suggest they learn? And he said, question mark, question mark, question mark. Is this a cue? Why wouldn't you show them how to use a manual or electric can opener? Am I missing something here? And I said, no, you're not. The backstory is a guy made his hungry nine-year-old spend like six hours trying to figure it out for herself without giving her other food or showing her. And he said, sounds like a sadistic power monger to me. And I said, nailed it. I said, I think that was the general consensus. And he said, wild animals have to be taught how to hunt and find food. This doesn't just happen. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that has really frustrated me is I'm like, I get wanting your kids to be, you know, self-sufficient or whatever. And I, even though I say, I'm like, no, just do it. Like, I'm really trying to make it so, you know, when Rory gets home from school, he needs to plug in his own iPad. He needs to put it back. Mm -hmm. They need to pick out their own snacks. Whatever. I mean, these easy things. They need to age appropriate things that they can do. And I'm like, it would be easier for me to do it. But like, I want them to do it because they need to learn how to do it. But you also have to show them how the to do stuff. The first time. Yeah. Yes. At least. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't make them feel like idiots because right. they're like, mm, I mean, and, and honestly, a can opener is not super intuitive. No, it's no. not. You have to no. hold it at a specific it's kind angle. Of hard, if it's a, a manual one, especially. Yeah. And yeah, some of them are really janky and yeah. cheap and they're hard to use. And yeah. Yeah. My dad was a pretty hands off parent in a lot of ways. <laughs> so I was like kind of surprised that he said, <laughs> he said that. show them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's right, though. Yeah. No, it's crazy. All right, Christy. Ugh, Christy. Okay. So I had a similar question. If you were watching Elliot and she was hungry and wanted something from a can but didn't know how to use a can opener, how would you suggest she learn? I would start it for her and let her finish or YouTube videos or I'd make the child starve. And like that was a kind of interesting thing. So I was like, um, did you hear the internet controversy about Bean Dad? And he said, yeah, that's why I said starve the kid. It will probably cost that guy the Jeopardy host job. He co-hosts a podcast with Bean Dad. So I had that's forgotten true. that my dad was like a Jeopardy super fan. <laughs> and so that's probably why he heard it because he doesn't oh, have yeah. Twitter. He doesn't know. Ken Jen and him are buds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ken Jen was on Twitter defending him. Oh, yeah. Ken yes. Jen and John Hodgman. Ooh, boy. What, yeah. what is the thing that they said? Professional nice guys? Like, mm-hmm. those, that's yep. sort of their... Um, yeah, they're the nice you. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, so- like, it's complicated. Because there's things that all of them have done that I've enjoyed. But I'm like, guys, no. Like, take the L on this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's what I said. I was like, Ken Jen should have just um, not defended him. He, he should have just stayed just, out of it. It's yeah. be quiet. And so, honestly, if they had waited real quick, if they had waited 72 hours to just not wade into it, mm-hmm. then it would be gone because right. nobody remembers this oh, now except yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Bean Dad feels like a million years ago at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was right? what, Monday or so, yeah. like last Friday? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, yeah, this was Tuesday when I asked him. And then he came in with a zinger yesterday. Um, he wanted to revisit it, apparently. Bean Circle Dad- back. 
Um, Bean Dad should be reminded that in about five years, he'll be depending on this kid to program the remote. His kid should just throw it at him and tell him to figure it out. Hell yes. <laughs> I said also picking the home he gets put into. Yep. <laughs> you better be careful. Yeah. My dad's made it clear that he is going to die at his cottage. And if I try anything else, he's going to haunt me forever. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's legitimate. Um, oh. But so... Our dads are all better than being dad. Oh, of course. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. My God. Okay, so the next thing I really wanted to talk about is that I I think I'm the first host to get the vaccine. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. So I got an email from Employee Health um, last week, Tuesday, and Henry Ford got a large shipment of Pfizer vaccines for employees. And the plan was to roll them out in a tiered manner to employees first. Um, and so they had a large stock reserved for that. And I was genuinely shocked that I got an email so quickly. They told us that we would get an email from employee health when we were eligible. I got it last Tuesday. I was like, no way. <laughs> this is going to be a mistake. But I I went online and I was able to schedule an appointment and I scheduled it for that night. Um, and so I, I had to go, I had to drive to a hospital that was pretty far away because they're doing them at multiple sites and I wanted the soonest possible one and I didn't mind. I didn't mind driving for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I went to uh, Wyandotte, which is, if there is such a thing as South Detroit, that's what it is. And um, I got my shot. It was like an, it was, it was kind of creepy. It was like an abandoned hospital because my appointment Ooh. was at like almost eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, a really nice uh, employee helped me find my way to employee health. He might have been a ghost. He probably, like, if <laughs> I had mentioned was. his name, it'd be like, oh, he hasn't worked here in 30 years. <laughs> but I didn't get lost because of him. So thanks Good. to that guy. But it was, it was a very, um, you know, other than just it being a shot, it was extremely painless. Um, I wanted to report back because if you guys have any fears about it, I'm more than happy to talk about it. I'm more than happy to talk about my experience. Um, it was a tiny bit sore the day after and the day after that it was a little bit more sore um I get very very sore from tetanus shots it was yeah, nothing yeah. like that it wasn't mm. as bad as a tetanus shot um yeah. I had some muscle soreness for a couple of days and it might have been that but also apple plus fitness started and I've been doing strength workouts so maybe it was that mm. yeah <laughs> well that's something that I always tell people is like I'm like there are you're not living in a vacuum like you you are hyper aware when you get a shot or a flu mm -hmm. vaccine or whatever. You're like, am I going to get sick? And it's like, you've done other things. Like, there's always other things. And I'm not admitting, I mean, yeah, of course, you might feel a little achy or whatever. That's true. But it's not because it, it, you're getting the no and, and it's actually a good sign like it yes. should be reassuring because what that yeah. is is your body it's it's an immune response it's your yes. immune system doing what it needs to do so yeah. in in a way I was actually like oh I, this is great like I felt yeah. comforted by it it was like this is doing something yes um and and the the longer story is that I was in the Moderna vaccine trial I volunteered for that um and I so that adds a layer of complication. And we had been getting emails about that as study participants, like, hey, just so you know, if you get 
if you become eligible for a vaccine and if it is the Pfizer vaccine, let us know. We can unblind you, let you know if you, which group you're in. And if you didn't get an active vaccine, then you will be removed from the study. But that's probably for the best because the more people we get vaccinated, yeah, the better. Uh, the better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was the situation for me. So I called the the study doctor um directly it was kind of I I was kind of surprised that was the number they just gave us his cell phone number (laughs) and he was hey he just answered the phone and said hello and I was like uh (laughs) (laughs) okay and I actually worked with him I've published papers with this guy so I he you know we knew each other um after we introduced each other um so it was I called him and I was like, Dr. Zervos, this is the situation. I got the email from employee health and he was like, so here are your options. You can stay in the study and wait to get the Moderna vaccine because for trial participants, they put aside a stock of vaccines for them. And he said, I don't know when that's going to be. So if you want to get the Pfizer vaccine now, please do. And I, you know, he said, I'll unblind you and I'll let you know which group you were in. And so he said, I'll call you right back. He called me in like 10 minutes and said, you were in the placebo group, which I kind of suspected. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Apple health, uh, medical records may have, uh, blinded me earlier (laughs) a couple months ago. Um, when I connected my medical records to my phone, but that's another story for another day. Um, so I kind of thought I, but also, you know, because I had gotten two shots before and I never had any reaction, yeah. no yeah. achiness, no nothing. And I was like, yeah. this can't be right. Yeah. So I kind of suspected I was in the placebo group and it turns out that I was. So I actually was able to make that appointment and get the shot that same day. And it, a few days later, it was like nothing happened. So I would absolutely Good. encourage anybody, if you have the opportunity, please go get your shot. Ah, I have, yes. they made my second appointment right on the spot. So I have that scheduled for, it's like two weeks from now. I was going to say, cause it seems like all of these, the people who are in the first wave, um, like the doctors that I know are nurses or whatever. Um, it seems like they're just getting them now. Like yeah. this, you know, it's, it's been a couple of weeks now they're getting them. Yeah. Now people are starting to get their second batch. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'll get mine in like two weeks. I already have an appointment for that. Um, and I also want to say that this isn't going to change my behavior one tiny bit i'm not going out i'm still wearing a mask we don't know for instance if this causes what's called sterilizing immunity which means that if you get the virus it's then inactivated right so i could still you know have it on uh, in me and pass it along to other people which i absolutely don't want to do so i'm still wearing my mask i'm still staying at home i'm still keeping away from people more than six feet um there's nothing magical about six feet. It's probably <laughs> more than that, actually. So uh, anything you can do to, to keep your distance, please do it. Um, and if you get one shot, you're about 50% protected. And your second one, you're 90 to 95. So it's not perfect, but it's very good. That's very exciting. And I'm yes. extremely jealous. Also, I was thinking about, somebody said this, so I'm cribbing from them. But speaking to what you were saying, like, I'm not going to stop doing behaving in certain ways. Um, I've noticed that people aren't getting sick as much this year, you know, like I feel like Mm -hmm. at this time I would have gotten like a cold or whatever Mm -hmm. and knock on wood, maybe I will, but it's like, Oh yeah, maybe wearing a mask when you go out kind of is helpful for just the general all the time bullshit, you know, like just getting cold or washing your hands a lot, not touching as much stuff. Mm -hmm. It just seems like that's very, it's common sense. So a lot of this stuff, um, working in healthcare, it, it was like 
super repetitive for me. It's like, yeah, I know, you know, because we are very aware of flu season. When you work in a hospital, it's, it's something that comes up every single year and we're taught proper hand washing techniques and we're taught about, you know, sanitizer and blah, 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 and not, you know, touching your face. Um, and so we're very used to that sort of thing. And actually, you know, infections past, by the hands of healthcare workers is one of the leading causes of hospital deaths. It's horrifying, you know, so people still are not super good at it, but it's something that's really drilled into our brains. So these aren't precautions that are unique to COVID. These are precautions that will keep you safe from viruses and bacteria. Yeah. You know, it's, it's public health common sense. And a lot of these things are just more extreme versions of that because this is a deadly and very much more contagious virus yeah well i'm excited and jealous of you i was a little like boy i hope i'm not taking this from somebody who needs it more than me well so i had i had second thoughts about it i was like maybe i shouldn't but also the more people who are vaccinated the better exactly i just went ahead with it it's for the greater good yeah all right we got to talk about oreos oh yeah let's let okay so this this was a recent entry. I mean, we were not going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, it just shot to the top of the list, basically, of things that we need to talk about in small talk. Meredith was at Target today, and she noticed something new, and we need to discuss. It was on an end cap. And I <laughs> only noticed it because, <laughs> well, the picture on the, the cover, and I'll talk more about on the on the package. <clears throat> and I walked by it, and I was like, I've never seen that in an Oreo before. That's interesting. And I kind of like looked, I picked it up and I took a picture of it and I sent it to the chat and I was like, what is this? Cause I was like, maybe I'm just behind, you know, maybe I'm not Oreo cool enough to know. <laughs> and this is like old and it's been around. So I wanted to check with you guys to see if you had tried it and there was much interest and I was encouraged to buy it. So I did. They are called Brookio. Brookio. Yeah, <laughs> Brookio. Yeah. So, and the, the the idea is that it's brownie. There's like a layer of brownie. There's a layer of mysterious cream, C R E M E. Is that and supposed then, to be the Oreo part? I think it's I the Oreo cream. Yeah, okay. and then cookie dough. And I was like, wow, those are all things that I really enjoy. Yeah. So I was excited to try them. And the picture on the cover or the the package is like a really gooey triple layer brownie and I opened the package and I was so disappointed <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> because it's just a three layer Oreo mm-hmm. and of course it was like I don't know what I was expecting but I when know. I'm in Target I'm kind of in a different frame of mind and I don't make the best decisions so um I tried one as soon as I got in the car and it was fine that's really disappointing to me because I'm not like a huge Oreo fan. Like I like it fine, but like I like cookies and cream ice cream, but Oreos mm-hmm. itself are like not my jam so much. But that one, like, look, I don't know why it was very tantalizing to me. I was like, well, Ooh. yeah, the picture on the package mm-hmm. looks really good. It looks almost like a s'more or something like it's all gooey and cookie dough is amazing. But I was sort of underwhelmed. Christy, you also I were had inspired to, to go, go to, to Target. Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like immediately like there. It's like comedically like a cartoon. It's where for it's the like, show. <laughs> we have to. We have to. It's research. Um, I also didn't like it. I mean, it was fine, but I wouldn't get it again. I didn't even finish the whole thing. 
Um, I had one and didn't like I drove the whole way home and was like, eh. And that's the bad part is these specialty flavors sometimes and this one included are in like a way smaller package and they're way more expensive. So don't buy it. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's I thought I don't know why I thought it was going to be like brownies in there because it's obviously not. But I was disappointed just right off the bat. (laughs) The chocolate cream with an E was not good and I don't, no. I don't like chocolate so I don't know if that's it mm-hmm. but and then Elliot said kind of tastes like coffee I mean she loved it but she was like oh kind of tastes like coffee and that was the cookie dough part because then I took it apart and mm. ate each one of the layers individually mm. to see yeah do not recommend well the good news is it's limited edition yeah so if you're gonna have it. a limited edition get the birthday cake one Yes, I saw those and I was like, ugh, I already so bought one better. thing at Oreos. I can't yeah. buy two. That's craziness. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think they should be called Broreos. Broreos, for sure. Or, <laughs> for sure. Or Brokeos, because they're Brokeos. not Brokeos, yeah. Um, but I did get Busted one other those. thing at Target that I have been being influenced by. It's all over Instagram, which is this Ben & Jerry's flavor punchline. Have you guys been served no. this? No. Um, it's a new Netflix edition, which is a really weird that they have a whole what? line of Netflix <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. But so this one is, and I've been looking everywhere for it because for months I've been getting it. They have their own, like, it's brought to you by um, Fortune Meister and Wanda Sykes. And they have their own, like, phone that you call, like, a phone number what? that you call, like, 1990 style. And you can hear jokes. So it's, like, this huge thing. Um, so I always look and haven't been able to find it. And today I was at Target with the little brokios and um, see it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to get it. So I got it. It's um, brown bourbon ice cream. Oh, wait. Brown bourbon and almond flavored ice cream mm-hmm. with toasted almonds and chunks of cherry. That sounds awesome. Oh, wait. They say chuckles of cherry. Wait. But no. when I was che- – I haven't tried it yet. I should have tried it before so I could give the review. But while I was checking out, I felt so cool because the the, the cool, <laughs> the cool checker, cashier was like, have you had this? It's all over Snapchat. <laughs> You're like, yes. Hello, fellow like- kids. <laughs> I was like, I haven't tried it. It's all over Instagram. It's a- and so that's why I got it. But I felt very cool. you are cool yeah oh goodness well that's a that's a lot of small talk that we did but uh (laughs) moving on to the mailbag from last week uh we got some regular mail that um we need to talk about in depth not really but actually it it i would think i was on a walk and it literally made me lol on my walk (laughs) this is a letter that we got from um uh, the email is, or the name is F-G-R-S-U-N-I-N-G, sure. Fingers-ing-ing. Fingers Union. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, that fits with. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the text is. Viagra, <laughs> <laughs> premature ejaculation, treatment, generic Viagra, next day, men's generic Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 
dumb spam that I'm sure we've all got millions of, but I don't know what this so really funny. did. It made it to the inbox and I was delighted. Yeah, it tickled me. Well, and wasn't too. it coming? Th- isn't it coming through our contact us? Like it's not even coming through like our email, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, coming yeah. through fr- through your phone, which is even better? <laughs> so great. I'm so proud. I'm very happy. The and bots then we got, have found us. And then we got another one that was, mm-hmm. I think it's just a spam one, but all, you know, also intriguing from Nam two two nine nine two one Cryo GB, <laughs> and then it was just MPS two two nine two one. It's just two. a bunch of garbage. Why do? What are they even trying to do? I like, what know. is that? I like, get I get the, the Viagra. I get the Viagra thing. I mean, also, like, what? Please, if you're in our audience and you're like clicking on the Viagra thing, please tell us so we're yeah. gonna be like, get out of here. But and why are you getting generic version? <laughs> Go to the doctor if you need boner. It's health. like right. covered under your insurance. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, most like it's mostly free. Are, like they're just yeah. passing them out. <laughs> they're just giving them away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh man, so that 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 delighted me. But as far as um, our Facebook group question of the week, which was. Um, what brand are you loyal to? Are you the most loyal? We got a lot of responses, which I knew because it's like, you know, one word answers and people feel passionate about this. But so I'll just go through a little speed round of the ones that, and there were, go to the Facebook page because there were some really great ones, but Mm -hmm. just a few. Uh, Megan said Alaska Airlines, which, you know, whatever that asshole will work for them. So I guess we can support them. I think Kalina said that one too. Who? Kalina. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so there's a couple. Well, fine. We'll support mm-hmm. them. Whatever. Uh, April said Toyota. I highlighted that because Same. I am a Toyota fan. I've only driven Toyotas. <laughs> my, I've only owned Toyotas. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, a Tercel, a uh, Corolla, and now my Sienna. My nice. beloved Sienna. I know. I love it so much. I used to be Volkswagen. Um, now I'm Toyota. Well, I mean, we've discussed it. Volkswagen's kind of, it makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the looks of a Volkswagen. I do. I think that they're They don't have looking. the greatest record as far yeah, as reliability. No. Now, that yeah, yeah, now, the, like when I was into it, they were, it was like up there with Toyota, like lasting yeah. and mm-hmm. um, value. And then after the like TDI thing came out, and I had a right. TDI at the time, um, that it just went downhill. I feel yeah. pretty loyal to Subaru now. I met my very first car was a Subaru, and then I had a few miscellaneous ones in between but i have an outback now and i love it but it's it's a toyota company now so it's like oh, basically yeah. the same thing hey listen um when dave got his car and he has a ford and it's fine i'm don't support american cars sorry um i know you live in detroit and that, like, I, I don't it. have an american car it yeah. annoys me so the handle you know like the like when you get in the car and you're like pushing the handle open to like open the door there like it, it should be a like the little hole right there should be like it should be like a pocket you know and his just goes straight down there's no like bottom to it i'm like what's the point of this why don't americans think that's like weird (laughs) yeah Uh, it's so dumb hands work different in america (laughs) i don't know you know gregory so he gregory got a new job recently he works for google now fancy and he used to have a company truck so he had to give that up obviously when he left his old job and he had to get his own car and he decided on he wanted a hybrid really bad and he decided on a chevy and, and he got a volt and I was a little bit like, oh, American cars not be great. It's really nice. It's oh, re- I was surprised at how I'm surprised at how how intuitive it is. You know, it's got yeah. a, a pretty cool um, 
you know, graphic interface for the, the display and all that stuff. And it's got some interesting features and it's, you know, it's a pretty nice car. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. It's like the first time I've been pleasantly surprised by an by American car. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say about Subaru is that Dave ha- had wanted a Subaru. Like we kind of, but we were in the market for a lightly used one and those don't exist. Like there's no such thing as a lightly used Subaru thing? because no. nobody wants to sell them. No, it's like they all they have 100,000 miles. I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I want like 20,000 miles. Like I don't <laughs> want, uh, yeah, you, you, you either have to buy new or super old. Like yep. those are the only mm-hmm. options. Um, okay. Moving on. Libby says Kirkland or up and up. Um, I am recently been, st- I re-upped my Costco membership because my kids really like taquitos from Costco mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and they sell Dunkin' coffee there. Uh, and so it's good. like, there's some things I'm like, I just don't buy in bulk. Cause even though I have a family of four, we just don't go through it that much perishable stuff. But, uh, but yeah, Kirkland's great. And obviously I'm a, target devotee so yes i yes, agree with the, yeah. both of those things so, i i have my costco membership mo- well that's where i get the cats prescriptions from yes, because yeah, it's yeah. cheapest and also yeah. you can get a double family size box of cheez it's so hell yeah. i do yes. that pretty much every time i go and there. goldfish crackers hillary yes. mm. oh that's a good reason so yesterday i went and i bought avocados because i go through those like mm-hmm. they're going out of so style yeah. um and i bought like a six pack of Flonase, because <laughs> everybody <laughs> in my family needs Flonase now yep. or whatever. The Kirkland Flonase. So yep. for medicines, I'm like generic. It's fine. Yeah. It does have the same oh, it active is. ingredient. Totally fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, Kenneth. I highlighted this just to piss Bobby off. Kenneth said Southwest. You Agreed, know what? Kenneth, Southwest I like is a Southwest fucking too. great airline. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Will, but it is a great airline. It is. Um, Ellen says this just made me laugh. Ellen says I racked my brain on this one and came close to deciding. I have absolutely no brand lo- loyalty until I remember telling my husband that I am an Oberto girl after he <laughs> dared to buy fancy beef jerky. That's right. I only like the crappiest gas station beef jerky. If it doesn't have the text of leather i don't want it listen is, girl you're not buying slim jims i mean that is yeah the is Alberto like crappy well i think there's like bespoke um jerky you know i know like, the fancy I mean, there's like craft like jerky that has yeah. a yeah. picture of a buffalo on it like, <laughs> whatever i thought Alberto's was a little like mid-level <laughs> yeah that's like that's i like don't know hot, meat that's snacks. like high class gas station brand yeah, yeah. and it, honestly yes. i like a slim jim now and then uh uh, yeah, when I was in college, I used to get, I would go to the Axon near my college. Amy, you probably know where it is. It's on McLean. Mm-hmm. And I would get a Slim Jim and like Spree's and charge mm-hmm. it to my parents. And I was like, hell yeah, this mm-hmm. is the best. That sounds like a good combo. <laughs> yeah. I like a Spree. Yeah. Oh, oh Spree's were good. <laughs> I know. Rots your mouth, but it's yeah, so yeah. for sure. Um, okay. Missy says, Tide, is there any other detergent? Get the fuck out. Uh, gain or all. Purcell. I don't even know how to pronounce that. What the fuck what is personal? What is it? You know, Missy, I totally agree. And I have to make an extra recommendation is I used to use Woolite for my delicates and I switched to Tide delicates. It smells amazing. Um, see, I'm so annoyed with everybody in my family except me because they all have sensitive skin and I like they can't take a, mm, take a, a, fragrance. Uh, a fragrance. Yeah. So, and I, I'm kind of not as, I'll buy a Arm & Hammer, you know, fragrance free but I like Tide, too. It just kind of was like, what is the most, uh, I don't know, what's the cheapest? Because my kids are disgusting, and I can never get the stains out anyway. So I'm like, yeah. whatever, I'll just clean it. I grew up using Tide, but my mom always got the powder because it was cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would ever use powder now because it gets, like, caked in your 
yeah. clothes if it doesn't spread out right. Right. It's it kind of ruins clothes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm a liquid gal now because it just works better yeah, with our machine. Yeah. We used to, for a moment, we used the little um, pods. pods, but I, I don't think it worked very well. No, like, and the goo like sticks yeah. all over in the Mm-mm. thing. Yeah. Plus, they're yeah. delicious. Just keep them in the yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Put them in the freezer for the crunch. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, Anne says Doc Martens because she's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she way cooler cool. than I am because I bought some like combat e boots from Target because I love Target. Uh, Olivia said Hellman's Mayo. I hoard it. Somebody responded to this and I actually agree that they, I think Rosemary said that she started to go to Dukes and I agree. Hellman's is great, but Dukes is fucking amazing. It's so good. I don't understand how Mayo can be different. Mayo is two things. I know. I know. I know. It's like, I don't really It's egg and oil, right? Like that's the, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, um, but I, I don't know. I like Dukes. Well, and I love Mayo. Sorry. We have Hellman's here. Oh, it's best foods. Yeah. 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 Somebody, I think. Uh, Barb said best foods and I was like mm-hmm. KS like like it even has the <laughs> same like Hilaria I'm like what did you say? <laughs> best foods <laughs> it even has the same like logo why wouldn't they just I don't know have it's it so the weird same? Oh, okay. regional yeah. branding is yeah. weird um as previously discussed Fred says Costco hell yeah um Rosemary said probably Heinz ketchup it's the gold standard and I said get mm-hmm. the fuck out with Hunts because I remember even as oh, a kid what is that uh, yeah. Even as a kid, hunts. and I was not a pick, I'm not a picky eater, but I would taste there's something with hunts that I was like, it's metallic or something disgusting. Yeah, something. And we, I still will just keep, you know, we keep ketchup. Obviously, we keep ketchup in our house, but like, you know, if you go to McDonald's and they provide ketchup packs, I'm like, we'll just use this. Like, it's just easier to use the Heinz ketchup, the squeezable Heinz ketchup that we have, and we know it's good. Um, Andrea says Hormel pepperoni. Sure. Uh, Kristen says Clawson, my sister, and mm. I commented that Dave, one time I said, get pickles and Dave came home with Vlasic and I'm like, what no. are you doing? No, I need the crunch. I don't need a Go neon. back to the store. <laughs> I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, Colleen says Sephora. Mm-hmm. I think she posted a picture of Sephora, um, or a humorous <laughs> version of Sephora. <laughs> um, Saska said Jif. The only reason why I highlighted this is you need to go to the facebook page because jeremy responded hilariously to it and actually made me laugh about like the pronunciation of Jeff. that's what i was gonna say <laughs> and i well, haven't seen that <laughs> and that's like an argument in our house because i say it the right way gif, GIF? and yeah, he says jiff because oh, he's so because he's wrong <laughs> <laughs> he likes to be wrong so <laughs> um chelsea said moroccan oil the actual oil and nike for running shoes i only highlighted that because chelsea and i used to live together and she does love a moroccan oil um, Jeremy said Crocs. I put a question mark to this because I said, does he really wear Crocs all mm-hmm. the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he genuinely I, I, does. I think he has four pairs. Oh, wow. In fact, he had to go into his office recently because his office Crocs were uh, <laughs> left there <laughs> and he was Crocs. feeling really sad about it. <laughs> I need my office Crocs. Well, his feet are nice and aired out, I, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, rounding out the, um, well, Dave never comments, but rounding out the like, uh, boyfriend slash husband's commenting. Gregory says, I put the, wait, I put on for my city, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton audio, Dayton industrial equipment, freight, triangles, flight, flyers, rims, throw some D's on this bitch. Okay, Meredith, what? He's, I mean, he, it sounds like a joke, but it's not. Like, <laughs> if it has the word Dayton on it, he will buy it and stay loyal to it. <laughs> I mean, and, good. 
Rappers say that all the time. Like yeah. they talk about D's and what they are talking about is Dayton rims. So Oh, not dicks. Oh. oh no, I they're talking about this. specific like if they're well, if they're talking about a car, yeah, they're talking about Dayton rims. And he told me right before I started recording like the two rappers that he was referencing and I already forgot what they are. <laughs> You're so. like, All right. uh, sure. Big D and little D. We'll just go I'm with that. I'm so yeah. excited cuz I am I did not understand this. I'm very middle-aged momish, so I'm like, I thought it was about boobs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a brand of of rims. So now we all yeah, know, and cool. we're all a little bit cooler. Yeah, we are. Definitely and then finally, cool. Anne Louise said Jose Andres, and I think our whole um, you know world could thank him for mm-hmm. the stuff that he's been doing. He is a true hero, and I think he's his restaurants are based in Washington D.C., where Anne Louise is. So. I've Good. never um, been to one, and Mom, I either. thought that when I first read it, it was those Andy's mints. <laughs> oh, no. No, this guy She's is like, like a Only saint, these, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Only these. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for responding. It was really fun to read all of those, mm-hmm. and um, they like came in like wildfire. So. There's a whole bunch more, so go yes. to the Facebook page oh, yeah. and check them out. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, on to medium talk. I don't... I don't know why I thought of this. I maybe read something on Twitter or whatever, but it was talking about near-death experiences. And I just thought it would be funny for us to talk about it because we were all, you know, in some ways, I think we were all good kids that took some chances. Yeah. (laughs) Like kids, teens. That's fair. (laughs) Um, And I thought we could talk about our near-death experiences. And now when I say that, I don't mean like I had cancer and I Mm -hmm. almost died. Like, that I mean that it counts. I don't think any of us have gone through that, but like more just stupid shit that you did and you could have died, like had one inch moved a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just is like by, I don't really believe in God, but by the grace of God, you did not mm-hmm. die. So, um, yeah, that was going to be my first question is what does it mean? Cause I was once on this podcast where they asked if you had any near death experiences. And one of this, one of the guys said, that he did and he went on to explain about how a tornado came and and it took away the building that was across the street from where he was now i don't count that as near death no that's like a scary thing that happened yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly so that's why i wanted to like get the uh, get the definition out because that's yeah. not near death to me no 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 it has to be something that's like within an inch you could have died like and it can't be just like across the street or whatever mm-hmm. i mean I don't know if we were all in like a school shooter situation, I guess that could mm. count too. But that, this is more of like a humorous thing. Yeah. To like, uh, and once again, we came up with this idea on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So um, if we're going kind of in our weird way, Christy, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Um, so the younger one, okay. Basically all of mine have to do with swimming. And I didn't realize that there was like a, through line with with that but um a bunch of my friends when we were in high school we went to ocean shores which is in oregon um for the fourth of july weekend and then we all thought it would be fun to go swimming out in the ocean um and i'm i'm a good swimmer so it was fine and then all of a sudden the tide went out and it got really really scary and I think we were all swimming back in and crying and like one of my, my, like my best friend was a lifeguard. So she was trying to help us, but also not get pulled under by us. And, um, we got out on the rocks way far from where we had started and we were just covered in blood from like being thrown up against the rocks and exhausted. And I just laid there and cried about how I could have died. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, um, my first one. <laughs> 
Meredith, do you have, do you want to go? Yeah, mine is very similar. Um, you know, I grew up on the west side of Michigan, very close to Lake Michigan. It was like maybe 45 minute drive from where I lived. So we went there all the time and we used to go to specifically go to Hoffmaster State Park and Lake Michigan. I learned, I was kind of looking up how this works today and very reputable source, thetravel.com claims that Lake Michigan is the most dangerous lake in the country. And I kind of believe that. I mean, it's huge. It's like, yeah. like three like miles. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I, I know mean, it's, it's on an ocean, but like, it looks like an ocean. Whenever you I see can't there. tell, I mean, if you're standing on the shore, it looks like an, it looks like you're at the ocean, right? It's hundreds of miles across. Um, it's huge and it has currents and it has waves and it also has riptides. Mm. Um, and so that's a, that's a, a extremely strong current that at that time in my life, I didn't know how to identify. You can see it when you know what you're looking for, but I was really young. I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight maybe. And I was swimming and we did this all the time. And I was kind of a water baby. I always loved to swim and we yep. did Red Cross swimming lessons and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I knew how to keep myself alive, but I did not I don't know if I wasn't prepared for this or I didn't know what to do. Um, Cause I feel like this is something that every Michigan kid like learns eventually. And I learned the hard way and I got caught in a riptide oh, one time. Scary. And it really just ripped me down the shore. Like it's so, so scary fast. when you know are a decent swimmer and then it just like that fucks with you so badly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Oh, I don't have any control over this yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that you're supposed to like, let it take you and then yeah. swim towards the shore. Um, so I didn't know what I was doing and I got pulled underneath the water. Um, over and over and over and it was really scary and I don't think anybody was watching I don't remember how it all went I eventually crawled out myself like nobody came to save me (laughs) which kind of goes with my parents hand hands off (laughs) she'll figure it out but if it's a can opener he's all over it I guess yeah I knew how to open beans um, but yeah, I almost died in Lake Michigan and, and lots of people actually do die in Lake Michigan. It's yeah. usually if they go to like a pier, um, there are some really cool lighthouses and in the winter there can be some serious waves and people get swept away and oh freeze to God. death and drown. Yeah. So it really is, it is deadly. You hear stories of that every single year, but that was the closest I've ever come to, to drowning and it was very scary. And I learned quick how to recognize what a riptide looks like and stay out of it. That's scary. No, I haven't really ever been, but that that's that's frightening. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, mine is um, this is the one that I remember the most because again, it's sort of like the funny reactions of parents that are different than in 1986 than they would be in 2021. But um, I had a friend named Amy Weatherford. She definitely does not listen to this. I (laughs) was friends on Facebook, but her parents had a log cabin like most of my friends well not most of my but if my friend's parents had like a second house it would be like a lake house her parents had like a legit log cabin it was awesome I mean it was all wood it was beautiful I loved going out there it's one of my enduring mysteries because we are still we really aren't like close friends I guess I could message her but like I don't know where it was we would just go to this cabin that was an hour away or whatever and it was truly like just in the middle of nowhere it was very cool I loved going there and they had a tree house Now, this is coming from my seven-year-old memory, so how high Mm. up it is, I don't actually know. But in my memory, it was very high up. Like, you had to climb stairs, you know, the the ladder to get up there. And I remember her mother saying, be sure to close the door, like the, you know, exit 
trap door thing before, you know, when you get up there so you don't fall through. We're oh, like, oh, God. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. And so climb up there. We're all hanging out. We're all, you know, seven, maybe eight years old. And, of course, we didn't close it. And guess what? Hillary fell right through <gasps> down. Again, I have no idea how far it was. I feel like it was very far, but even if it was just like 10 feet, like that's still like for an eight year old. I mean, I imagine mm-hmm. Bridget's little body like falling down through that. Aww. And I just like smacked my head. Bang. And it's so funny now. And it wasn't like they were negligent. I'm sure Mrs. Weatherford felt awful. I mean, I'm sure she felt terrible, but it was like my only memory is that I, because I love attention so much, I was excited because she gave me she gave me Cheetos mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. an ice pack, and I sat down on their couch and watched um, uh, what is it called Freaky Friday, like the you know obviously the, <laughs> the Jodie Foster one, and I being in like hog heaven, but my head really hurting. I'm sure I had a concussion. There's yeah. no way I didn't yeah. have a concussion. You probably should have gone to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I should have gone to the hospital. Um, I do remember feeling like super woozy, but it's one of those times where it was like, had I, I must have just fallen straight down, which is great, but I didn't like bounce around or anything. like I didn't hit the tree on the way down or whatever. But I do remember that feeling of falling and it being super duper scary. I don't have a fear of heights, but I do have a fear of falling, and mm. that probably is one of the things. But yeah, that was that it's was a funny. rational fear. I yeah. know, but it, it is so funny. I mean, I imagine me being in that situation now. And if you didn't go call the ho- you know call nine one one or take a child immediately to the hospital, like <laughs> the pa- other parents would probably sue or whatever. That's child like, abuse. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and or neglect d- or something. It kind of does go to show that kids are like pretty resilient, but um, but still, it well, was, kids yeah. are made of rubber. And I yeah. mean, if if one of us fell out of a treehouse, we would just die. I think <laughs> I at this yeah. point in our lives, right. like we're not, Bro- you know, we're not broken as bones. As we used to be <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, Chris, do you have a second one? Um, I do. Okay, so oh, I think it was in 2012. It was when I first met Jeremy. He was really into scuba diving, so he's like, you should learn how to scuba. <laughs> and I had done it in Mexico a couple times. So I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, and when I was in class in the final test, uh, I almost drowned. And... Oh. This is what happened. So part of the skill, it was a 13 foot pool that you do the test in. And part of the test was you take off your mask. You don't have the, um, I'm like starting to feel anxious even talking (laughs) about it. Um, you take off your mask and then you put it back on and you don't, so you don't have the, the air at all. Yeah, Yeah. And I started to panic and you are weighted down so that you stay down. And I started just like flailing and I like pulled on the instructors. Like I tried to get like uh. get up and then I was just like throwing up on the side of the pool when I finally got out. It was oh. so scary. And also I shot myself up really fast. Oh, and did I you like bends? No, I blew. It's not deep enough. I don't think to yeah. do that, but I did blow something in my ear. So I couldn't hear yeah. out of my ear. And then the next week, then I had to do it again to like pass that test and then I was supposed to go into open water and do this exact same you, stuff. You how on earth would you do, I can't, ugh, so I can't I imagine not. doing it again after I've, that. Oh yeah, I have never been back. I can't ugh. I can't ugh. I can't do that especially in open water like there's no side <sighs> of the pool in the ocean. 
<laughs> and it's Ugh. real dark and scary. And yes. if you look down in the ocean, it's just monsters on the floor. Like yes, I and it's cold here. Like it's yeah. not Ugh. swimming in Mexico where you don't even have to have a wetsuit. Like you just go with your yes. Yeah, so I used to watch second. because I like to torture myself. I watched that there was a documentary about free diving, and it's like Ugh. people just die. Like that's just yes. like they because you're not supposed to go like. Is it worth that rush? Like that I seems don't like such a dumb risk. It's, so it's like when I watch Free Solo, and I'm like, I mean, the guy's a really good climber, but I'm like, you're gonna die. Mm. This is you yeah. know how you're gonna die. Like you've written your story, you know how right. you're gonna die. Which <laughs> I guess that, is it this time? I guess you are adrenaline junkie or something. But I I took um, scuba diving in college. Like I took it as like a PE or whatever. And um, I don't. There's something with my sinuses or something maybe I was sick I don't know it just like I passed the class but I never got my certification because Mm -hmm. I just couldn't like it hurt too badly when I would go so deep like it Mm -hmm. was just it was too much pressure on my sinuses or something like that so I was like oh this is not for me no my sister had tubes in her ears so many times that she to this day almost can't fly like she can but she has to take decongestants and painkillers and it still hurts really really bad and because her ears can't really equalize the pressure yeah Yeah. Yeah, my hearing I already have like pretty bad hearing like genetically and also just being a dumb kid that went to too many punk shows Mm -hmm. but this like really destroyed it yeah and and now like watching scenes where people are struggling for air at all like in water without Mm -hmm. I'm I like I have a hard time close my eyes yeah yeah I do too. I can't like drowning or suffocation. Submarine movies, I can't even handle. (laughs) Like I don't want to even go. Like it's so claustrophobic. So claustrophobia is a thing for me anyway. And then add drowning to that? No, thank you. No, I don't even want. It's not entertaining. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Meredith. Yeah. So this one wasn't really a near death, (laughs) but I thought it was at the time. So my dad lives in a neighborhood in Grand Rapids called East Town. It's a cute little like, you know, um, kind of historic neighborhood with some cute little businesses. And it's it's very charming. Um, and that's where I grew up. And my dad was a member of the East Town Community Association. And he would go to these meetings and they were boring as hell. But we were too young to like stay home alone. So we had to go with him. And there was one time when I don't, I must've been the only, there were three of us kids and I must've been the only one with him at that time or something. I don't know why, but he was inside in the the community house, which across the street from his actual house. Now you guys know where he lives, whatever. Good luck. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I was bored and I was trying to entertain myself. So I, was practicing doing backflips off the porch. There was like a, you know, the, the, like, um, there's like a pedestal next to this on either side of the stairs that was raised up maybe three feet. And I was like, this is perfect. I can jump and do a flip and then land on the ground. (laughs) And of course I didn't, I landed right on my back and I got the wind totally knocked out of me Um. and I was all alone. And when that ha- I think it might have been the first time that ever happened to me, which is surprising considering I had an, a mean older brother. But I think that was the first time I ever had the wind knocked on me. So I didn't know what was happening. So I really, truly thought that I was dying because like you have this horrible pain in your chest and you can't breathe. So, yeah. you know, it, it was a really panicking experience. Yeah. And so I just remember laying there on the grass and being like, wow, this grass is not soft. Like this didn't catch me. <laughs> it my... looks soft, but it's not. It didn't cushion me at all. And now I'm going to die alone on this lawn. 
across the street from my own house. Like, what a way to go. (laughs) And I obviously didn't, and it was fine, but it was really, really scary. That is scary. Getting that wind knocked out of you where you're just like, how can I get... It's and all it feels like forever. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Especially the Ugh. first time and you don't really know mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. Um, all right. My last one is more because I talked shit about my dad earlier. It's more of a validation of of him um, because he accused me of this and I denied it for so long. But one time I was driving back from Smoothie King. Do y'all have, did y'all have Smoothie no. King? Whatever. It's a smoothie place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know, but J- maybe Jamba Juice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and I was driving back cause there was a boy that worked there that I had a crush on. So I would go have, you know, not that it matters, but like I, it would be a snack and it would be like a 2000 calorie like mm-hmm. snack. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna smoothies get a smoothie. can be real. <laughs> yeah. But we do have them it's here. It's like I just a searched. milkshake with yes. fruit. fruit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like sipping on my smoothie king. I was probably smoking a cigarette. Let's not lie. I'm driving back and was fully not paying attention and went up on the curb near my mm. house I just, I think I just fucked up all of my tires, just like went up and I was about one inch away from a light post, like from a, you know, and I, I mean, really it's one of those, I don't, I, again, I don't really believe in God, but like, I just was in the nick of time that I was able to break and stop it. And I remember calling my dad another throwing shade at my dad a little bit is that he is notoriously like very panicky about cars. Like it stresses him out. He's not really car guy so any issues with cars stress them out I was like dad I don't even know I must I didn't have a phone I don't know maybe I walked home and I was like my car is over on Greenbrier I need need you to help me and he was pissed and he kept kind of asking me like what happened I was like I don't know like I just it just whatever like I just went up on the curb and he's like oh it just snuck up on you and I was like I don't know (laughs) and uh, yes and I kind of denied it for many years but yes I was drinking a smoothie probably smoking a cigarette and went up on the curb sorry dad that would Uh, be that that would be a fun um subject for a (laughs) podcast is things we've never told our parents oh Oh, I could go on for I know (laughs) about that oh yeah I mean there's a few things again you know i have this theory of like as long as you make good grades and roughly stay out of trouble like you can get away with murder that was my strategy and yeah. it worked really well it works really <laughs> well <laughs> i don't want to tell my kids that but i'm like well nope. I actually i kind of do let them figure it out like being dad like yes <laughs> i gotta figure <laughs> it out but that's what i'm always like you know bridget will ask me like can i do this or she'll ask me questions and i'm like don't ask me like just do it and like if I don't find out about it I'm not if it's something innocuous like you know putting an extra snack in your bag or not that I even care about that Mm -hmm. but like you know on a Friday slipping your iPad in because it's like you know you can take your iPad to school day or whatever I don't know something stupid like that I'm like don't ask me as long as you don't get in trouble like I'm not gonna care that much I really and if you ask then I have to think about it and I'll probably say no but just do it just do it. <laughs> Don't put me in charge of this. Yeah. I want to be, I want to remain innocent in this. Don't yeah. like make me complicit. I was still such a goody goody at her age that I would never in a million years dream of doing anything. Cause I didn't have the perspective of like, what do parents care about and what they don't? Yeah. What do they feel like dealing with? And you know, I just had no idea. And I just assumed they knew everything that I was doing and were mad about it all the time. Yeah. So I was just uh, like, I better do everything right all the time. I know. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. No, they don't care. 
Oh, anyway, so obviously the question of the week, what was your near-death experience? Make it funny. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to make it funny, but like, you know, you you can tell whatever you want, but this is, we're trying to, you know, be a little bit lighthearted, our stupid kid antics. Mm-hmm. You know, the many times that I did like round offs off my grandmother's diving board <laughs> and Maya would be like, mom, watch. And she wouldn't really be watching. And I, I never hit my head, but like I should have hit my head you because could have oh, easily. Absolutely. It was one of those low diving, you know, the one and it's made of like some shitty concrete. Oh, where if you bounce really hard, it hits oh. the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Anyway, so on the Facebook page, let us know what was your near-death experience. Um, okay, T she recommends. What do we, should we do our audiobooks first? Yes. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So we wanted to do a quick roundup of audiobooks that we've been listening to because I feel like I don't Andrea know, Ballard asked. Yes, also. that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, producer of this show, Andrea Ballard. <laughs> thank you yeah. so much. And we you do ask, everything she we says. Do it. So yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay, Christy, as it goes, you go first. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not used to being first. I know. You're like, what do I Sorry. do? <laughs> so are we going to say authors are just rattle? Yeah, off? me as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just recently listened to Hood Feminism by Mickey Kendall for a work thing. I really enjoyed it. It's read by her. So I do want to say like the voice actor means everything. Like uh, I, yes. Yes. Absolutely. I have quit books from uh, the beginning. I, yep. And probably I'm being a little prejudiced, but I usually men, I can't handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I will listen to anything. So that's another one is a book I read. Um, it's not all downhill from Terry McMillan. She reads it and her voice, Ooh. like she could just say anything and I would listen to it. So um, that's a good one. The one to watch um, Kate Stamen. Oh, London. I want to watch that. I want to listen to that. It's a good one. It's, okay. it's one of those beach read yeah, 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 yeah. type things. Yeah. Um, Finding freedom because I'm a basic bitch nerd about <laughs> royalty and stuff. Um, everything is trash and that's okay by Phoebe Robinson. Another nice. great voice. She's yeah. so funny. Um, the wedding date series by Jasmine yeah. Gillard. You, I think you taught me about mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Those Again, great voice actress for that one. Mm-hmm. And anything by Samantha Irby. Yes. Those are all what I recommend for this. Sh- those I'd look through my whole Libby right. app to see my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Meredith. So I'm relatively new to audiobooks, and so I don't have a huge list. But the ones that I've listened to so far, I've really enjoyed. Um, so I was just looking through my Audible account, and my sister—I mentioned this before—but my sister turned me on to Outlander, and I watched the show first and then what and then listened to the books second and I listen I've just gotten done listening to all of the available books <laughs> and it took forever but they were a delight um it's uh the first one is obviously called Outlander it's by Diana Gabaldon and it's read by this woman Davina Porter and she's just wonderful she just does, does she does do job. accents she does accents you can tell like who the characters are she speaks French like she sings it's it's just incredible like I, I, the whole time I'm listening to it's a good story but I'm also just like this woman's amazing so the narrator is great um Hunger by Roxane Gay. Oh yeah, oh, that's Roxane Gay is such an, an amazing author to begin with, but she reads this one herself, and it's great. Um, the Witches Are Coming by Lindy West, so good. I love. She reads all her books. She reads, yeah, and she's love great. Yeah, 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 she's so good. Um, I don't know if I would. I mean, her, she's great, 
anyway, but I, it's an extra bonus that she reads them herself. And mm-hmm. I have downloaded, but I haven't listened to yet, Themes and Variations by David Sedaris. And I'm not even sure if I want to listen. Oh, uh, I know. So that's an, uh, I have it in my library, but I haven't listened to it yet. I'm re-listening to Outlander now. <laughs> so. do, you watch the sh- do you watch the show? Yeah. Yeah. I watched okay. the whole thing. Yep. I just started because of the princess for Christmas. <laughs> uh, it's worth it. I know because I was like, no, the, cause I read the first, I read most of the books a long time ago. And when I heard that he was Jamie Fraser, I was like, oh hell no. And then Anne said, just watch oh just it's worth it, it. Yeah. it wow. wow and wow, the, sh- wow. the show is definitely <laughs> sexier than the books mm. i can't i was like because my sister's watched the whole series five times um, <laughs> wow. and she's been trying to get me for a while and then um i just texted her and said wait this is on tv and mm, then well, she told me it's stars, stars. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yep um definitely I- boobs in that one I need to watch it. My mother-in-law weirdly watched it a lot of times, and that makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but, like, mm-hmm. whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Everybody's got to get their rocks off sometimes, yeah. somehow. Um, okay, so some books that I've read that I have not talked about, I think because I've talked about a fair amount of them. Um, I, the Guest List was really – it's, like, a mm. murder mystery one, and that one – I enjoyed that one a lot. Um Beach read, which a lot of Loved people it. read, um, and it was it was it was good. I will say about the um, the woman who I think her name is Julia Whalen, who is the um, narrator. She nar- has narrates a lot of, I mean, pejoratively chick lit, but just like books that I've listened to that are lady oriented. Her. I, she has a lovely voice and she does a really good job of distinguishing voices and all of that. She has a very like sorrowful voice. So sometimes I get like sad when I'm listening to something that should ostensibly be like kind of happy. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. like, you know, some, some thing that the, um, protagonist is getting over, but I'm always like, well, this is making it more depressing. I don't know. There's yeah. something sort of sad about her voice that it's lovely, but I, I, I feel like I'm like bummed out and I'm not meant to be bummed out, but whatever. Um, and the air affair, which is the oh, sequel. So good. Yeah. It's really good. It's the sequel to the Royal Wii. Now I did prefer the Royal Wii to the mm-hmm. air affair because the air affair kind of like gets into semi weird territory. Um, and but, you mean air like H E I R, not A I R. Yes. Right. Yes. It's well, not Christy an movie. No, no, no. no. Yeah. H E I R. And Christy talked about it and, but it is a good read and it's like fun. The one thing I have to say about, because I had this, but when I saw your list, I took off the ones that were the same. But the weird part about the air affair is that there's a part where they're texting. Did you hear this too in yours? Yes. That it sounds like the iPhone sending of a message. And I kept thinking that my phone was sending <laughs> yes, a message. Like, oh, and I was like, what the hell? You know, that's like when there's sirens in songs. That should yes. be illegal. I know. Yeah. And, and you're always listening in your car. Yes. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, what? oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and why have that be the only sound that we're using? Yes. Like, that seems yes. strange. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Um, Some other ones that I didn't list that I just like, like, I have recommended this, but as far as like audiobook, like shit actually, I mean, Lindy West reading is Mm -hmm. so good. Like she's just a good reader. Also, I have not listened to the Mariah Carey one, but I've heard that one's really good and she reads it as well. Um, And the Jessica Simpson one is really, she reads it as well and she's really good. And 
you know, sometimes people who are actresses or who are professionally trained in some way do do a good job. Like the Busy Phillips one. Mm. She's really good at reading her own stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows where to put the emphasis. I think about this a lot because I'm not an actress and I'm not going to write a book. But I'm like, I would like to read one. But everybody says that it's actually way harder than you think. And I think about, well, when I was reading Beach Read, where she has to do a male voice and it has to sound like a male voice. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't sound... Mm-hmm like a woman doing a male voice. No, it does to a certain degree, but like she definitely distinguishes the characters. The person who is the best and Anne recommended this, um, the guy that reads Harry Potter, Jim Dale is amazing. Like I, he should have gotten an Oscar for it. Like he's so wonderful at distinguishing all the voices, especially Mm -hmm. for somebody like me who has never read Harry Potter and was not like a Harry Potter person. I understand who each character is by his voice. And it's, it's a pretty amazing talent to do. Reading out loud is really hard mm-hmm. really hard really hard and I'm somebody who like was in theater and I'm terrible at it like it's just hard to do yeah it's exhausting yeah yes imagine how much water you have to drink I mean oh my gosh because one of my things sometimes if I'm listening to like especially an NPR show or like fresh air or something are we going to talk about mouth sounds uh, I can't when I hear somebody with like I had a friend not to be named and I don't really talk to her that much anymore she always had a rattle in the back of her throat and I like couldn't deal with it I'm like clear your throat just yeah like, <coughs> when they just have little... people on NPR with gummy mouths I have oh! to like turn it down yeah. because I cannot oh! handle the smacking sounds so oh it's disgusting yeah Hillary real quick which the guest list is it the Lucy Foley one yeah it's the Lucy Foley okay. one yeah, I'm adding it was it good. Right it's now, a so really good. Yeah, no, it's a, you'll like it. It's a good, quick kind of murder mystery deal, but you know, set in England or set in Ireland. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, okay, the time has come really quickly. We just we have to talk about Bridgerton. It is straight. You yes. know, it's bullseye into especially the Tishy ladies thing. Something that we have to talk about. I semi resisted it at first, and I watched the first episode, and I was like, Ugh, this is not for me. Like, it's very. Mm-hmm. It felt very like Tim Burton's version of Jane Austen. You know, it was like loud colors and it focused on the whatever that first family is, the feather whatever their name is. Featheringtons. The yeah, names are Featherington. so weird. And I was like, I can't deal with these people. They're too much. It's too like bright colored and, and chaotic for me. Now, as a, you get into it, I'm not gonna say it's a perfect show. It is not at all. Just all I beg of anybody that is interested in Hillary's horny corner of any sort, get to the sixth episode. Yes. Wow, we. You guys <laughs> just started me. the sixth episode. Wow. 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 Yep. wow. And I have, um, to be fair, I have not read the books. My sister has read the books. I have not read the books. I feel like I should. And there are definitely some issues, um, mm-hmm. you know, with. Um, uh, consent. There's a consent issue, yes. a big yeah, one that real, they've real definitely bad. minimized in the show yes. ac- compared to the books, yes. mm-hmm. which indicates they know it was a problem. And they, I don't know if they dealt with it super well. No, I mean, I will say that I <laughs> maybe because I'm so focused on consent issues between with a man and a woman, like the man. Yeah, this is a gender reversal, so yes. she mm-hmm. kind of takes advantage of him in a yeah. very specific way. Yes. And then and it's li- kind of, I mean, it's an issue for them, but it's brushed over as far yes. as like, yes. there are not that many consequences. No, no, yeah. they just like don't talk to each other for a yeah. little bit. There's a large um, emphasis on, well, this is why sex education is good, because women need to know how babies are <laughs> made. Yeah. This girl gets married and has no idea how babies come about well even before that 
remember they're like they thought that you had to be married yes yeah that not yeah. that you have to be married to have sex but that you had no to be that married you to couldn't Eve. become pregnant <laughs> yes without being first yeah, if only that were true <laughs> i mean really truly and i i'm cribbing this from some other podcast but like the well i actually like the Bridgerton, who I think was in Dairy Girls, which I have not watched, but she's sort of the odd duckling Bridgerton. Penelope. Yeah, I liked her. She's funny. She me. is good. Um, Daphne, to me, is like, I don't know, she's pretty, but like she seems kind of milk toast a little yeah. bit to me. Like somebody said, the only people that look good in those kind of dresses are like, they have no boobs and no ass because mm-hmm. otherwise you look pregnant if, yeah. if you're wearing something yeah. that's like, you know, impure, impure waist. Empire, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My issue is with her is that she is made to be a, made out to be like a grown ass woman and she looks like she's 12. She looks so How young. How old is she? Yeah, that's what in I In real mean. life. Let's see. I'm looking her up now. Oh, I was going to say, um, going back to the consent thing. The reason why it felt really icky is because it's a like white a woman. interracial thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah. there's so much history of like yes. white women accusing she's men that twenty five. She does not look like she's twenty five. Wow, she's, she's, she's so she's but she looks she's so little. Like she's so like she looks so young and so yeah. petite and that's just I guess how her face is, but it's it's a little creepy to watch her having sex. It's like no, I shouldn't. And they have a just lot Just watch of him because, wow. <laughs> wow, we, Simon. <laughs> no. Yeah. He is hot as hell. Yes. And, yeah, no, watch it for him. And the guys are definitely, um, although I cannot tell any of the Bridgerton boys apart. They all, all look the same. Except <laughs> for sideburns. He's yeah. a little different. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and the mom is very compelling to me. I like her a lot. Um, the mom of the Bridgertons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things that they say, which they... You know, it's been hinted at, but nobody ever really wants to talk about it because you want to be swept up in the romance of the Regency. But it's like women have no other options. And that's the kind of at first you're like, oh, okay, like this is the thing. They have to get married like they have to get married. Otherwise, they are fucked. They have no money. They can't get a job. This is no power. There's no power. Yeah. The thing that grossed me out originally when I watched the first episode was like all the women are portrayed to be just husband hungry monsters they will just like trample each other to get to a rich dude and it's gross but it's also kind of the reality yeah like that's their only ticket to freedom and there's a there's a there's a really great scene later on in the show where she's introduced to this like society of married women and they're just like it's just like debauchery uh, you know yeah. they're gambling and drinking really and smoking like, yeah i want to be, no, be friends <laughs> but an unmarried woman could never do something yeah. like that no. so when yeah. when they get married they finally have the freedom to like they don't even really need to deal with their husbands they need to have babies but that's it they can yeah. just live these separate lives and then have their fun without being yeah. judged because yeah. they're married no it's pretty crazy and like I don't know. It's it's the colorblind casting is interesting. I read somebody that said I wish they hadn't even commented on it because they do comment on it at some point where they say, oh, the reason why. Oh, yeah. That black Mm -hmm. people are like accepted is because King George III married Queen Charlotte. That made it a lot less believable to me. Like if it had just been like normal and not a not Mm -hmm. a thing, thing. because there's no way that that sort of society would integrate black people in one less than one generation 
Like, that exactly. doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So, well, and they were like, I mean, oh, it's yeah. 2020 yeah. and we still can't. Uh, right. I mean, exactly. Make so, it like, like, right? That's yeah. absurd. Like, if it had just been uncommented upon, like, hey, it would have been better. You know, there mm-hmm. are black and white servants and there are black and white royalty and it's just normal and it's fine. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That, like, cut it off from the knees. Now, mm-hmm. it is, it is like, um, you know, a Shonda Land, as they tell you before. For every a million episode. times, <laughs> um, it is a shot. You know, she struck a deal with Netflix, and this is her first foray. Now, she did not write this. It's not you know, it's just her producing it. But like, good on her, man. Get that money because mm-hmm. a lot of people are watching it. Yep. And um, you know, it. I, I love the character of the queen. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's kind of an odious she's person, so great. but her character is wonderful, and her hair is fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. When she showed up with a huge afro, I was just like bowled over. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. I mean, it's a good. You know, what I like about Netflix right now is that. You know, some like Dave has been on a mentalist kick and he's finally finished it. But, you know, it's like 25 episodes a season or whatever. And this it's like whatever, eight episodes. It's, mm-hmm. it's not it's, it's a an easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's an easy day. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, We need a good mix. I mean, we're going through Buffy and Angel right now. Yeah. And yeah. there's like 23 episodes. You need some yeah. hot season. sex with Simon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. and sets. that's fun because we need something to watch. So we're also going through Star Trek still because there's a zillion episodes yes, of those. Yes. And so it's kind of nice to have, like, we watch Killing Eve and there's, yeah. you know, not so many of those and and no, I, um, Handmaid's Tale and stuff like that. So it's kind I of like nice. That, I like that everybody's, at, like, adopting the English model of, like, let's just do eight episodes yeah. of a limited series and kind of be done with it. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Exactly. So, I mean, I recommend it with caveats, but it's a fun it's you know it's a fun watch. And I went in one. expecting it to be ridiculous, and 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 I was very pleasantly surprised. I I thought it was real. I I, I yeah. haven't even watched the final episode because I like don't want it to be over. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's uh, I know when you have a show and you're like I just finished the last episode of the third season of Search Party. The fourth season is coming out imminently, and I'm like hmm, I don't, now I don't know what to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, maybe I'll watch one of our movies for next week for the DC show. Cause I've got quite a few rewatches I have to get to. Yeah. Yeah. We've got so. quite a list. We've got yes. a to-do list. Yes. All enjoyable ones. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. As far as our shameless Amazon plug of the week, I did not buy this, but I was given it to, uh, uh my brother-in-law and sister-in-law gave it to me for Christmas. It's the milk frother. Miroco stainless steel milk steamer with hot and cold milk functionality, automatic foam maker for coffee, hot chocolates, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, at first, you know, I am a, as I always say, a basic bitch and I like coffee. I like my coffee two ways. I like coffee with, uh, a fair amount of hazelnut creamer (laughs) and I like coffee. I like a soy latte from, um, Starbucks. But, like, I do like frothy milk. Like, I enjoy it, but I'm also very lazy when it comes to coffee. So, I'm like, I just want to make it and, you know, be done with it. That's why but, I got an espresso. You just push a button. <laughs> I know. I need to I need to get this. So, I ha- – and I also don't love a unitaskers. But I, Pat and Megan gave me this for Christmas, and it is a one-button push. You put in whatever. Like, I put in, you know uh, – heavy cream I put in another creamer and it is so fun I love it so much it makes me so happy and it takes like 30 seconds to add on top of my coffee and it doesn't like taste that different but it just is like a fun it's special it makes it, it fancy is. like it indulgence yeah that's great it's so fun and it's not crazy expensive and it's not I mean I say I don't like a unitasker I my kitchen is not 
tiny. It's a pretty good sized kitchen, but um, it, this does not take that much space, like next to the coffee maker. It's kind of a pain to clean out because the milk gets like kind of gross around it. Yeah, you definitely have to keep those things clean. Yeah, I know, yeah. exactly. But I thoroughly enjoy it and heartily recommend. Nice. Well, I can't believe that we're an hour and a half in. I thought this was going to be a three-hour show. I know. <laughs> I know. I did, too. So did too. good for us. We packed a lot in. Yeah, we did. This was efficient. I love yes. an efficient mm-hmm. yeah. uh, operation. Okay. So um, we're finally to housekeeping. Um, please check out our merch at thisshowhaseverything.com and click the shop button. We are going to be uh, revisiting our merch, right, Christy? And we might be getting some new items in the store pretty soon. So we're kind of brainstorming what other things we might want to put up there. And so if you have any ideas, drop us a line, tell us what you want. Um, and we might be able to put it into the shop. Um, and also as always, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice and take that milk frother link Put it on your phone and just use that as the way you shop on Amazon and we'll get a few pennies for everything you buy. And we always appreciate it. It helps us keep this this show going. Yep. And here's how you can get involved. You can go to theshowhaseverything.com and uh, the shop button is located there as well. Or you can go to throwyourphone.com and also send us uh, stuff about Viagra, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. Yeah. Fax come. that stuff to Bobby. That's what a fax machine yes, is for. Yes, exactly. Um, come to the Facebook group and answer our question of the week and just hang out with everybody. And our show Twitter is T She Show. Ours hasn't been um, just. We haven't been banned from Twitter, unlike <laughs> somebody else. We um, haven't incited even yeah. one riot. Not, so. not today. Good for not us. today. Yeah. Um, what if we incited just... a riot? Like, what that? What would that world look like? If I know. <laughs> be the dorkiest we, riot on earth. I know dorkiest. We want cheese, and we want it now. <laughs> Tell them what you're about. Right. <laughs> um. Uh, where am I? Oh, email tshe at 10710.com. Um, and you can send us a voicemail that way, voice memo that way. We've gotten lots and they're fun and we'll probably put it on the show. And then fax us at 617-354-8513. Oh, thanks for joining us. And that was everything. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that was everything. That was a lot, but it was yeah. good. We were, we were, um, succinct. Yeah. yeah, it was it was We should win an award tight. <laughs> like take take the show length and minus ten minutes. Like, yeah. just write tight. down the length you like, put and it just in your pocket minus, <laughs> and then minus, minus ten. Yeah. Uh.